This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1517, Doctor Who, the 12th Doctor in Comics and TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Brian Christman. And I'm Shane Kelly. Yes. <laughs> little Doctor Who uh, music here for you. I am loving that new opening. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. As, as we record this episode, it's actually just, I think, two, two days, days after the season eight uh, finale here in the States. So Shane and I wanted to talk about it, and we, we haven't talked about it yet. No. Uh, you know, so we figured, well, let's do, it. let's do it for the episode, for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And since no one else really is Doctor Who ish among us, this is just going to be Shane and myself for a little while here. That's right. And we did want to throw in the comic talk, so it's still some some comic book tied in stuff yeah. here. <laughs> and and we did the the first issue of the tenth and eleventh Doctor that correct. Titan came out with. So we're going to do the twelfth Doctor Peter Capaldi's first issue from Titan, as well as talking about season eight. So of course there will be spoilers. That's right. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, we're not necessarily Doctor Who scholars, but we're we're fans of the show, so we want to talk about it a little yeah. bit. And hope hope you enjoy listening to us here. And this episode of Comic Geek Speak is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Comic Castle. Check their website out at ComicCastle.com. They specialize in back-issue comics, action figures, and collectibles. And they actually have been listeners to this very own podcast for years. Uh, For the back-issue comics, they go back as far as the Silver Age with their selection. Uh, and also, for your convenience, on their website, they have their grading standards on there, so you can check that out. For action figures, they've got superhero figures, Star Wars figures, Star Trek figures, and uh, collectibles, you know, Marvel, DC, etc., you know, the pop figures, uh, they've got statues and busts. Uh, for their uh, comic shipping, it's only $3.95, we'll ship as many comics as you care to buy. Uh, they ship all comics orders over $5.00. In a rigid cardboard box with the comics secured in bubble wrap inside. Everything else on the website gets free shipping. Uh, it's, a, it's a small family business, so they do give uh, a lot of attention to detail. And they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed and offer returns up to 30 days. And use the code CGS10 at checkout for an additional 10% off your order. That's CGS10. And they are always adding new stock to their inventory just about every day. So check them out, ComicCastle.com. First issue of the comic. Okay, let's start with the comic book here, yes. So, so yes, the Doctor Who comic starring the 12th Doctor Peter Capaldi. New Adventures of the 12th Doctor. Uh... This actually is an ongoing from Titan, as, as uh, Shane mentioned. Uh, this is the first issue, and this is written by Robbie Morrison with art by Dave Taylor. I'm not familiar with either of those two gentlemen. No, I'm not either. Hi-Fi colored it, though, and we know them They well. did Hi-Fi co- Actually, Hi-Fi colored it with Dave Taylor, it says yeah. here. Um, and it doesn't hurt that Clara's still in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll, we'll get to Clara in, in a minute on the TV show. Uh, but so this is uh, – I thought it was a pretty good first issue here. I did too. Um, it it read to me more like a an older classic Doctor Who in that you're really dealing with an alien to begin with, an outsider type otherworldly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you get into a cutaway to the doctor and Clara and their voices, the way they were written. Having just watched all of this season, I could really hear their voices coming through as yeah, I that, read that's it. That's a good way to put. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I felt it captured the doctor's mannerisms yeah. and his, his his speech patterns quite well, which are, are pretty distinctive. So yeah, yeah I, cadence I, with that cadence. There you go. That's the word I was looking. It was for. really good. I, I enjoyed this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the art was sort of okay for me. It's, it's very tough when you're doing likeness comics to sort of. It, nail it on the head. It and. is, and I don't hold them to that because I'd rather them not try to make them look exactly like they do on the show because sometimes I think um, it doesn't work if you don't have the right artist or something. So just like the old Marvel Star Wars comics, you knew who those characters were without oh, looking just... like the actors. Okay, And I was okay with that because it just allowed them to draw the book no matter who it was just allowed it to to happen and you know you knew who luke skywalker was you knew who princess leia and all that you know who they are here and i was okay with it i don't want my licensed properties to try and imitate the actual actors so that that's what they're focused on i'd rather focus on the good storytelling make them look like they should so you recognize who they are and as long as the art's good that'll take care of itself for me i don't need them to look like Peter Capaldi and Jenna L, uh, Coleman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that takes away from it for me. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously I knew who they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Clara was drawn quite well. I had a couple panels where I thought the doctor didn't quite look like Peter Capaldi. There's a panel down here, and I guess it's page one, two, three, one, two, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, where after Clara says ice sharks. Uh, the image of Peter Capoyer just doesn't look yeah. quite like him. I mean, it's it's not off, but it doesn't look quite like and, him. And and there's some where he looks really thin, some where he looks a little heavier in the mm-hmm. face. There is that. But, I, but I then again, it. there's the one shot of of his eyebrows where I mean, it's just his eyes, and you see, and that's just that's spot on. Yeah, that's that's spot on. So it was kind of kind of hit or miss for me with that. Um, but yeah, overall, the story, like Shane mentioned, it's an alien on an, on an alien planet. You see the the first couple of pages. He sort of and it, and it's supposed to be an ice planet. Clara's going skiing. Right, right. It's an ice planet, but unfortunately, it's it's not an ice planet. It's turned into a hot planet. The doctor's there. So I mean, I'm, I'm speaking in quite a lot of vagaries here. I don't want to get too detailed in it, but I, I think for a first issue, it does well. A, a very nice cliffhanger here, leading to the second issue. Yeah, and 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 in typical comic book fashion, it 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 starts the the it gives you a good beginning to the story. It sets the stage nicely, gives you a good cliffhanger, so there's not so much detail to go into. The most you need to know is that the Doctor and Clara travel around in the TARDIS, mm-hmm. which if you're reading Doctor Who, you know. They're supposed to be going skiing on as many times over the history of Doctor Who where it almost seems like the Doctor made a mistake, whether it be destination or what year they land in or whatever the case may be. Here it's, oh, well, this is a jungle planet. This isn't what it was supposed to be. I wonder why. Is it my mistake? Is there something going on? And they find out something's going on. They come outside the TARDIS, look around, find a a copyright on the back of a leaf, which was great. Um, And like you said, start investigating things and find out something's wrong. Um, Somebody came in and terraformed the whole darn planet for his own needs to – for his future wife, soon-to-be wife. And – there's something else going on, and that's where the cliffhanger comes in at the end. It sets the stage really nicely for the next part of the story, which in in this kind of a form, I mean, 
the last, you know, now you say eight years, we're so used to... Well, ten years ten, almost. Ten years, eight, eight series, ten years. We're so used to the complete or multi-part hour-long format mm-hmm. that this kind of a format in a comic book kind of reads more like what the old shows used to be, multi-parts, shorter episodes to make up the whole story. Mm-hmm. So here's the first part, which would be the first half hour. Next month will be the next part, you know, whatever it is. I don't mind this going back and forth with, with the way I perceive the TV show versus the comic book okay. because this read very well for me. It's going to be paced pretty well, yeah. yeah. And, of course, it, uh, the Titan always puts in the front of the books some sort of like a previously. Mm-hmm. And here, this is the first issue, so they mentioned previously. Uh, after a thousand years of war on the planet Trenzalore, the Doctor regenerated into a brand new incarnation, which, of course, we learned from last year's Christmas special. Sure. It says, Clara struggled at first to reconcile the Doctor's new face with that of her closest friend, but the pair are now back in the saddle of cosmic adventure, even if this new Doctor is a brusker and more unpredictable, the kind of Doctor who switched people would just get out of his way and let him get on with the business of saving them. Yeah. Which was, of course, called All Come From the TV Show, because sure. at this point, this is the first time, as far as I can tell, we've seen this Doctor in comic book form. Yes. As far as I know. Yes. Because the series premiered um, back in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of this year, and this actually just came out. I think it just came out like a, sometime in October. The comic book came out, so of course they were planning this ever since it was announced and getting uh, everything underway. It was nice to that it came out while the show was still on the uh, yeah. the season was still going on. Absolutely, because now the show will go on hiatus till the Christmas special, and then who knows when the next part will come out. Right. So as we're, as we're recording this, I don't think issue two has quite come out. Issue two, I think, comes no, out think sometime so. next week or two here. Actually, maybe this was being recorded. I mean, when this app is being aired, it might be out already. I'm yeah. not exactly sure yeah. of the release date on that. But, yeah, I'm looking for – I haven't really read too many Doctor Who comic books. Um, I know he's been in IDW for quite a while in the States, and mm-hmm. I, I read a scattered issue or two or here there. I read the first issues of, as Shane mentioned, the 10th and 11th Doctors. And I think we talked about them on – We did on, talk about them on the show, yes. And I remember – while the 10th Doctor is one of my favorites, I didn't like that book as much as I like the 11th Doctor's yeah. first issue. Well, the first issue for, for his, the 11th, was actually a self-contained story. And mm-hmm. issue, the first issue for issue the, the first issue of the 10th Doctor, I'm sorry, I'm getting so confused here, um, was actually first of a five-part yeah. series. So I have, to, I have all those out. I have to read them yet. But uh, this actually was, 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 was quite good. And I'm always amazed looking in the back here. There's quite a cover gallery of, oh, of, boy. Is of, of different – Covers for the first issue. Yeah, there sure are. I got the photo cover that says, no frills, no scarf, no messing, just 100% rebel time lord. Yeah, it was a good issue. It was a very very good first issue. Got me hooked for the second issue. And, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with, with, with it, stay with it for um, a while. But it, it'll be curious to see how they're going to go ahead with this. With what happened in the TV show. Sure. With, are we ready to go into some TV talk now? Which would be yeah, most sure. of the episode here. So, again, yeah. like we mentioned, spoilers because – I don't know. Where do you want to start here with, with the Did call Did we here? talk about the show at all this season, series? I don't, I don't believe we, we – I mean we've talked about it, you and I, but it's hardly yeah. actually on the air. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my oldest boy, Ben, just a little bit. Sure. Because this is what I found very interesting with this series of Doctor Who. Now, I have watched Doctor Who since it came back. Um, in 2005. 2005 with uh, Christopher Eccleston. And I've loved it. The kids have watched some here and there, but kind of, eh, not not interested. Okay, it's fine. All of a sudden, 
we get to last year with the specials for the 50th anniversary, mm-hmm. spotlighting each doctor and the subsequent episodes that surrounded yeah, the, that. The doctor revisited, I believe. Is what yeah. They and they ended up sitting down with me, especially my older boy, and watching some of those specials and the subsequent episodes featuring that doctor right. that they featured in the revisiting part. And all of a sudden, he started to get a little bit interested, which is great. And then came the Christmas special, which we watched. They didn't quite understand what was going on. So I explained a little bit. And here's the – here's the re, um, oh, my God. When he changed. What the, the regeneration. Regeneration. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe that blank. But he regenerates and fine. So then they kept asking – Ben kept asking, well, when's the new one start? When's the new one start? When's the new – told him. We sat down. We watched it. He has latched onto this series like crazy. Oh, yeah. Now, to me, this series has a much more gruff doctor, much more I am smarter than everyone else. Like you say, get out of my way. I want to fix what's broken, and I don't really give a rat's ass about anything else. Sometimes he's nice, but he, he kind of talks down to people like P.E. And, and whatnot <laughs> You know, when he's talking to Danny Pink. And it surprised me because not only is the doctor more standoffish, Clara has to try and rein him in and bring him down to a human level a lot more. The bad guys and creatures and monsters they're fighting are a little bit more creepy this season than what I think they have been in recent series. And here's Ben absolutely riveted by all this stuff. Even the creepier episodes, he'd, he'd kind of like flinch or hide behind a pillow a little bit, but he, he'd be ducking out to watch it because he was so enthralled. That really surprised me because I think the 10th Doctor is very fun, very um, entertaining to watch, as is Matt Smith's Doctor, the 11th Doctor, much different than what Peter Capaldi's Doctor is. And yet this is the one that my boys really latched on to watching in, to the point where I DVR them because I can't always get to watch them right when they air. He's trying to watch them before I even get to watch them. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm saving that for us. He's like, yeah, I couldn't wait. <laughs> <sighs> okay. W- which is fine, but it surprised me. So that was an unexpected surprise for this whole series was watching him get involved in this current Doctor. Mm-hmm. Which I, I kind of thought he wouldn't like it for how gruff and standoffish mm-hmm. he can be. Well, I don't have the history of Doctor Who as, as you do, as, as a lot of people do, as I've mentioned on the show a few times. I only started watching the show back in March of 2013. Um, watched it started with Rose, with the new Doctor, and devoured all of those all the way through and even went to the anniversary um, convention in London for the 50th anniversary. So... I've sort of gotten all this stuff within the last year and a half as we're recording this right now. So I don't – and I'm not really looking at it too critically. I know a lot of people you know, who've, who've been watching it for 10 years are more invested in this. Well, not necessarily more invested but have longer to absorb and question things. And I, I never do that with these – with the different regenerations of the Doctor. Okay. Because they're going to be their own doctor. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to bring some things in and out. And I think in – especially since David Tennant, especially Matt Smith and now Peter Capaldi, they've done a much better job of including all the different doctors in some form. Right. All the past friends and villains, nuances, little mentions of things. I think the 11th and 12th doctor have done a great job of bringing that into the show. Mm-hmm. Just for those little winks and nods to fans who who do know right. a little bit about it. Because I know a lot of people I've been seeing – actually, I'll just 
read this was a quote from um, Jamal Eigel. Okay. We know he posted on his Facebook page this is a simple sentence. I'm a little confused as to why everyone was upset by the Doctor Who series finale. I was trying to read that thread today as well on Facebook. Yeah, there there was a lot of people who put, oh, I hated it or didn't like it, which, you know, they're entitled to their opinions. Sure. I'm not really at that point in, in my in my fandom for Doctor Who to look at necessarily on a, in a critical. I'm just enjoying everything about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've watched all of the first Doctor's episodes that are available. And sure. I watched Reconstructions as well as the second Doctor. I've seen Spearhead from Space, the first John Pertwee. I've seen the third Doctor, the fifth Doctor, but have seen no other classic Who other than the TV movie. Okay. So, uh, but I'm I have them all ready to watch, you know, and get caught up. I want to get caught up because I'm actually going to Gallifrey One, the convention in February of, of 2015. So, I mean, I I know a bit of the history, but I'm I'm not necessarily that critical about it. I read a lot of comments on there and you should never read the comments they always say. No, <laughs> but I, I, so it, it, that's why I want to talk to you about this because I'm, I'm, I'm not really at that point and you can't love everything. That's ridiculous. But no, there's been a little bit of hmm, gruffness on it. I don't really see that from I the, don't either. From the finale. I've, I've enjoyed the whole series so far. Um, I didn't have any problem really with anything they did. Some of it surprised me, but that doesn't mean that I didn't like it or that I hope it doesn't change later i mean we're going to spoil it so i was surprised by certain things that do happen that we'll talk about but i didn't come away from it going oh i hated it um i actually thought some of what they did was was kind of unexpected for me because i wasn't seeing it uh concerning osgood which totally blew my mind well (laughs) start start with that that's the worst you you want to start with that i was i was gonna just sort of give my my overall that um I, I overall for the season, I, I I did very much enjoy seeing Peter Capaldi as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, did, I I wasn't aware of, of him as an actor before this. Uh, you know, I, I sort of sort of learned through everything that he was a huge Doctor Who fan when he was when he was a, a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to take over the presidency of the fan club at some point. And, yeah. You know, was a really big fan. Uh, so I I liked that. Um, I I I. I got to like it. Like I loved his just his expressions, and like you mentioned, how he just just you know I'm in charge. Just get him away. I'm going to do this. Isn't I liked how his interactions with 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 Danny. I, I oh my gosh, Danny Pick was was, was Boy, very good. They had they butt heads, um, and mostly over Clara. I mean, really, it's mm-hmm. it's it's somewhat the Doctor's disdain for soldiers, even though in a lot of ways the Doctor does employ a lot of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Right, he realizes it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danny Shore as hell didn't like Clara going and tromping off with him. Right. And again, we're going to skip over a lot of things because mm-hmm. we can't go into detail on, on every single thing here. But uh, I, I liked – I really like seeing – I thought Clara really grew this season and had some really good shining moments when she mm-hmm. sort of – in the, I guess it was flatline and the doctor was trapped into TARDIS because it oh, kept God, getting smaller. And she – I took over as a doctor. I yeah. thought she was brilliant. I did too. In I thought that. she was brilliant the whole season. Yes, in many many levels. Yeah, I mean, just wasn't a again. I don't mind my I don't mind my entire companion history, but she seemed to be a very strong companion. I won't say equal, but certainly could hold her own in, in situations. Oh yeah, wasn't a damsel wasn't a damsel in distress. No, was certainly smart on her feet. I mean, she's a teacher for goodness sake, and 
just seemed to do and, very and well. She had no problem putting him in his place if she felt oh my he goodness, was out of yeah. line. There, there was a lot of conflict between the two of them yeah. this, this series. And, and part of that is because he was so different from Matt Smith, which was her doctor, um, it, it's not the happy-go-lucky, smile, jovial, entertaining, animated doctor. It's an all more of an all business doctor it's mm-hmm. it's a heady doctor and he's not always as smart as he thinks he is and i think she had to rein him in a couple times yeah. there was a lot of times during during the series uh, i'm remembering the specific episode let's see it's called uh, mummy on the Orient express that was a great episode yeah where he's going through he's trying to figure out what's going on with this, this every 66 seconds, it's mummy going, and he's he's walking through, and he's talking these things out as he's solving the problems along. You know, and so. he's, I don't want to say willing to sacrifice because he certainly saves people when he can. But if it's too late, he wants information oh, yeah. from you. <laughs> he was as very much matter as possible. He was very matter of fact about that. Yeah, and and sometimes not realizing just how matter of fact he was. Uh, the beginning of that episode was was interesting because it, it was supposed to be their last hurrah as oh, Clara correct. was going to give up going with the doctor. But, of course, that all changed then. And she ended up lying to Danny Pink more and more as these last few episodes went along to where she he didn't know where she was, just assumed she was doing something else on Earth when really she's gallivanting around with the doctor. That was kind of interesting. Yes. Because I didn't... The way the way there was – gosh, I can't remember the episode name. There was an early episode where they travel back. She first puts her hands into the TARDIS. Listen. Listen. And she ends up interfering with Danny's childhood by – Oh, no. That was uh, – I think mean, that was Listen. Yeah, that was Listen. They visit him as a child. Right, and right. She gives him the little soldier, which I really thought through this series would come back to bite her in the ass later where Danny would realize – who she was and that it was her fault that he went into the military and did whatever he did, which we found out was killed a kid um, in this, in the last two episodes Mm -hmm. of the series. Uh, And that never came to fruition either. So there were some things that I really thought they were going to play with that they didn't and sort of rightfully so. I mean, it is a time travel thing so things aren't always going to play out as you think they are or that they should whether that's right or not is is kind of irrelevant to me because i think you'll have people well the doctor says things can't be changed here and they can be changed here and yeah there is some of that but if it's a good story i'm along for the ride and part of part of the love of doctor who is it doesn't always make sense it is quirky Sometimes the connections just don't line up and you just have to go on faith and enjoy the episode and sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I found this season very interesting for the creepy bad guys, the way they were very standoffish. Um, I wasn't so sure about Danny Pink when he came on. Um, he he kind of grew on me as he well. He did yeah. grow on me a little bit, but then this last episode, I, I kind of didn't like him so much. Um I, I did enjoy his banter back and forth with the doctor because mm-hmm. he's trying to protect Clara. Meanwhile, Clara and the doctor are protecting him from whatever was on the school grounds in that one episode where they all finally met and talked about stuff. I mean, the caretaker. The caretaker. And that was an interesting thing where, again, here's the doctor coming into Clara's life in the school, and he's John Smith, which is an alias he uses <laughs> over and over again. Um, I think it, it goes, goes far back as uh, 
Patrick Troughton's doctor, I think it's when he first. Oh, really? That. All the way back? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that far back. I think I've learned that from my viewing habits. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> You've now probably watched more classic Doctor Who than I ever did. Really? As much as I watched, well, again, I haven't least, seen I haven't seen a single Tom Baker yet, which is crazy. I know at least what I remember because while I was watching them on PBS, I remember a lot of the Tom Baker ones and Peter Davison ones, and even the third John Pertwee ones. I've seen first and second Doctors, but I don't remember them all that well. I watched a, a bunch of Colin Baker ones, but again. Only once through, I didn't watch them rerun mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. with the other doctors, and then I saw very few Sylvester McCoy ones as time went on. Um, so I, I really do think you've you've and and you watching them so recently in in kind of more of a binge watching. Yes, as an adult, you have a much better um, um, recollection. Recollection. I would them. I would hope so, but my memory does fade as, as I sit here. And, and, you're and trying and to think of the word recollection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, a couple things now. A couple things about season series eight. Again, I keep saying season in the well, UK. It's yeah, series. series they call it series. Seasons. That you know, because of of the age in which you live, and where you can find things out online. And I I try not to seek out information for things, but sometimes you're just reading along and things jump in your lap. Sure. For series eight, early front photographs showed the Cybermen in it. And I forgot about that. Well, I didn't forget about that. So un- unfortunately, when the surprise towards the end when the Cybermen reveal, which in dark water, where that water disappears, the like, X-ray water. That I was thought great. that was brilliant. Yeah, now again, too. it would have made even more of an impact if I had known they were not. If I didn't know they were coming, and since I forgot, they did have an impact. And oh, what, okay. What amazed me was walking through that building. I'm looking at the doorways as they go through, and it was mostly single doors with that little side thing, mm-hmm. which matched their logo for what was the. The company W3 or something like that. Okay. And then there was one double door. And when they closed, I'm like, wow, they look like Cybermen eyes. Yeah. And then because, boom! Because, of course, he's going, well, I, I should know this. I, I, I think I'm missing something here. Yeah. <laughs> and and even to the point of Missy's character. Yes. Who has been the underlying story all through this series. Uh-huh. In little snippets where people die and all of a sudden they're talking to someone what looks like an all-white heaven type. I sit here do air quotes. Nobody can see them. <laughs> in a heaven type I place. And, and Missy's in and out of, of the little uh, snippets of, of the that underlying story. But in that second to last episode, there's a part where the doctor turns and says, well, that's – a Gallifreyan hard drive or memory core. That's Tyler technology. Who are you? And then it hit me who that was before she said, I'm like, Oh my God, it, it didn't hit me. There was one of two possibilities. Um, it, it, it I thought it was going to be who it turned out to be, which you can say who it is. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. The other person I thought was, and I had, and I want to go back and research this, uh, since it went through my head as a thought, I kind of thought during the Colin Baker years, there was a rogue female Time Lord. Was it the Ronnie? It might have been. That think, sounds I right. Think people thought it might have been her as well. And I thought that too, thinking, wow, if it's not going to be who it turned out to be, which is the master, only uh, regenerated as a woman, I thought, wow, what, a, what another way to bring something back from one of the old classic episodes into today's mm-hmm. history. Or yeah. today's current shows. I had no idea who this character was. I think you mentioned him in the show. I had no idea who she was. If they would not have said that little if, – if Peter Capaldi's doctor wouldn't have looked at that and went, oh, that's a Gallifreyan memory core. Ooh. 
okay, I think I know who that is. Whether I can explain how the master got there or not is irrelevant to me. Just that, okay, well, the master escaped again, and here you go. Right. I had no idea. That was cool. But that, that that's pretty groundbreaking. I don't want groundbreaking, but for this, because there's never been a female regeneration that we've seen. No, and part of Clara coming on last season was in the early glimpses of pictures or, hey, this Jenna Coleman's going to play something. I had remembered seeing things where she was going to be the doctor, and that was the next regeneration was going to be a female doctor. Oh, okay. And very quickly that, of course, dissipated, and she was the companion, and that's fine. Um, yeah, because nowadays when you're a writer for TV or producer or showman or whatever, you have to be so careful about keeping secrets oh, and yeah. revealing and red herring to things. And Everything's so, like you say, instantaneous for us to find at a whim. And I don't want to – again, because they filmed the Cyberman scene – out, oh, I forget the monument. I do too. Um, let me because what they were coming down there. That was uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. That was right out of a Trouton episode called The Invasion, where Unit was in it, uh, the Brigadier was in it. It was an eight part series. It was actually his second appearance. His first appearance, the Brigadier, okay. was, was actually as Lethbridge um, Stewart, I think it was a colonel, was in uh, Web of Fear. So. Yeah, that was a boom because I had just recently watched the invasion, oh, wow. not not too long wow. before that. When when the and I saw okay, and that's a clear homage to that. And I I I'd, I'd love. I'm gonna say Moffat's. I guess he's a huge fan as well as Doctor Who. Sure. Even when he was doing coupling, which good lord, I love oh coupling. God. What a great show that is. When he was on coupling, he threw in a few Who references then, and I didn't catch him. I was. I didn't either when I was watching that. And and Deemer's the one that turned me on to coupling years ago. Boy, what a great show that yeah. is. So I know he is a huge fan at heart as well. Actually, he did a lot of the narration on some of those episodes for mm-hmm. the um, Revisited. Yeah. But to, to add touches like here's the invasion homage again. Yeah. Brilliant. To add um, Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart's picture in the plane. That was incredible. Of course, we learned in the, I guess, season 11. Actually, it was in the anniversary episode where yeah. uh, we learned his daughter. The, the, the Brigadier's yes. daughter, um, Kate, uh, Kate. Is, was, you know, in unit. And well, well, I think she was on an episode before she, that. She may have been. Um, let me let me see if I can look that up here as we're quickly talking here. I do know Matt Smith was very – like, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart. As your father would know, I do not like being picked up. I I like that they brought her in. Because there's that one scene where... Oh, she was in The Power of Three. Okay. Yes. It was at one point where Matt Smith was trying to call Brigadier. I think it was Matt Smith. And in the the Who universe, he's then informed that Brigadier had passed away. Mm -hmm. And that was something... His name had come up in recent series of when units started to come back into the new Doctor Who. And there would be mention of Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart and... Um, I was always hoping he'd get on one one last time somehow. He was on, I believe, a uh, Sarah Jane Adventures yes. serial. Yep. I haven't gotten to watch that yet. Those are pretty good. Yeah. But, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him. So, again, that was a great homage to have him in there, to have his memory in there. And, of course, in this last episode, we're, 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 by the way, we're going all the way jumping over to place yeah, we, in, we in, are. In, this, in this discussion That's here. okay. When Kate gets pulled out of the plane, after we've already seen Osgood... Oh, get killed, blasted, oh. and, and again, great, great for her character. She's wearing a bow tie and does the classic bow ties are cool. When Peter Capaldi says "great bow tie," 
Um, I could not believe that she got blown away by the master or the mistress in this case. Missy, yeah. Oh, that that, that hurt. That did. But that just cements Missy as the master of you know evil villain. She called, she's bananas. She mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, go ahead. I'm sorry. What a great character. What a great way to play that character, just as yeah. off the wall. Yeah, Michelle Gomez is the actress. Crazy oh, bananas. That was as, incredible. Um, oh, God, who played him? John Sim. John Sim. And I thought he did a great job, too, as the crazy bananas type guy. Her eyes, while beautiful, were piercing and creepy. And the way she delivered her lines and would look in her facial expressions. Yeah, absolutely bananas, just like she says in the episode. Yeah. But yeah, you know, of course, Kate Stewart gets pulled out of the not Kate Stewart. Yeah, Kate, Kate Lethbridge Stewart. Oh yeah, Kate Stewart. When she gets pulled out of the plane, it's like, oh great, now someone else is dead. But then, I couldn't, and that was just after Osgood. I couldn't believe it. But then at the end of the episode, when you see her lying on the ground after a and, Cyberman and, points. Yeah, after after, he's, after after the, Cyber, the Cyberman shoots Missy. Yeah, I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? Yep. And she's there, and then when um. Clara says she's talking he's she's asking for her dad or something about her dad. I had the realization at that moment, holy crap, the brigadier uh-huh. is is, Inside that is a Cyberman. Cyberman. Yep. And then earlier in the plane between the doctor and Kate, they're having a discussion about the brigadier and he was a soldier, and she said, Well, you know, all all the saluting and she said to the doctor, Well, he always wanted you to salute him and he wouldn't do it. And at that moment when Clara says, you know, asking for her dad, and I realize, I re- I, 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 oh, my God, he's going to salute. And I said, yep. oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Oh, too late. So yeah. we saluted him. Oh, that was just – that yep. was a wonderful moment. And um, For me, again, I don't know if people online trash it, but I thought that was brilliant. I, The only part I thought was odd, and it's it's <laughs> not bad because of the way it is, I wish they would have done something with him before he passed away. But it is what it is. What a what a a nice way to bring it full circle. Nicholas Courtney, by the way, for his the for actor, his story. Nicholas Courtney, the actor, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, that was heart wrenching. Danny Pink, I kind of thought he would come back fully. I was really surprised that they did the whole Cyberman thing. Yes. That there was no way he was changing back. It was neat to see that he could. Not get under the influence of a Cyberman. Even if he mm. turned all the bells and whistles right. on, he still protected Clara. By the way, how about the ideas put forth in um, the Dark Water about, about about death? Yeah, about they're all screaming like, "Don't, don't, don't cremate, cremate me. me!" Oh, that was creepy. Yeah. And then the the idea, I thought this was great, of having the Cybermen take over all the dead bodies yep. on the earth through again a great concept and, I thought, and I, creepy creepy i didn't see i didn't see it coming no, when either. it came i was like that's a great idea and, and the and the way the way missy explained it the more they go out and conquer the more cybermen they have if since they can now master yeah. this Here's an endless supply of an army i really did enjoy that um i really thought until the the brigadier Cyberman shot Missy. I really thought uh, Peter Capaldi's doctor was going to do it this time. And oh yeah, he always has his hands clean in a certain way. Like as much as I like the doctor, a lot of times when they talk like this, they're right. He usually does not end up getting his hands dirty. He will do everything in his power to stop you from killing somebody. 
but there are a few times where the doctor actually allows someone to die that that I can remember. Um, and here he is gonna gonna finally do it and take away not only the bad guy but the only other time lord that he knows of out there. Um, I I was really surprised. I thought, boy oh boy, here they're gonna do it. I was glad to see him take it away from Clara so that she didn't do it, and he was gonna take the responsibility. And just like that, too late. Brigadier Cyberman yep. already did it. And again, going back to one of the things about reading things before the show actually airs, you know, there's rumors around about Jenna Coleman leaving the show. And, you know, she didn't really say one way or the other about it. But then as we're left at the end of this episode, she's parted ways or Clara's parted ways with with the doctor. And both of them have now lied to each other. Yes. Again. Yes. Yeah, that it blew my mind. So getting back to the comic, I'm not sure how that's going to – if they're publishing this many months before the new series – I'm assuming there's going to be a new series. The reason I, not, it hasn't been announced yet. I would think. I mean we haven't seen the Christmas special yet to know what's going on. But you know, will they – will she not appear in this book any longer? I mean yeah. who knows about that? And and this book could take place all in the span of – hell, it could well, be 100 true. years that's in between true. all these 12 yeah. episodes that have Well, aired. like the 10th the, uh, the Doctor takes place between the time he leaves Don and the time he um, uh, regenerates. Yeah. Um. And the and there were some the 11th, sporadic movies in there. Right, the eleventh Doctor is between the times when the pawns are around, and the Doctor have it because he has a new companion in each of those two books. So yeah, you can work around that in, in, the, in the comics here. I I, th- I think the last two series of Doctor Who have been interesting in that it was an interesting way to have the pawns to get rid of the pawns and bring Clara in because she appeared in that first episode, the Dalek Asylum. Mm-hmm. And you thought, oh, okay, well, that's the girl that's supposed to be the new companion. Sou- but, girl. But there's, there she is. She's a Dalek. Okay, she's dead. That made no sense. And yet they strung that all through the whole season, a uh, whole series, until she came to save the Doctor. And in in this one, here she is again being so important and going through the whole series growing up, like you said, to be more responsible, more outspoken. Partially because it's not her doctor anymore at first, um, kind of to rein him in. I, I was just surprised just what her character was able to do this series. Yeah. Well, and of course, I've learned a little bit of the history of the show. You know, companions not hanging around for very long is yeah. the, is the tradition. That's the norm. You know, other than Jamie McCrimmon and Sarah Jane Smith, there's mm-hmm. very few examples of, you know, more than like two or three seasons or series, if you will, for a companion to hang around. So yeah, I know they're inter- interchangeable, but I didn't want to see Clara go. But no, I can I certainly, either. I can certainly understand through the story, you know, why she's she's moving on. So it'll be interesting to see where the show progresses. Yeah, from well, here. And I don't think if this would have been Matt Smith's doctor yet, she wouldn't have lied to him. But she got into a weird place of lying to Danny about traveling with the doctor, lying to the doctor that she was still with Danny or involved or that he was perfectly fine with it in the end. Because at first, after that episode where they interfered with his childhood, she never said who that kid was to the doctor. I mean, they never talked about it. It was later in the episode where they found, I forget his name, but the astronaut that was. Oh, I think it's Orson. Orson. Where it was the what looked like the prodigy of uh, Clara and Danny, that was the first time that there was ever discussion about. Oh well, we saw Danny's whole 
you know, uh, family tree kind of play out there because she mentions it in another episode. Well, we've already seen what happens. Danny's okay, but here it is. Danny's Danny's now gone, and Clara's lied to the doctor saying, "No, no, Danny's back. He's fine." And the doctors, yeah, I found Gallifrey. I'm fine. No worries about it. And then they go off, and that's it. I was very surprised. It's um, definitely a different feel to the show this series, and it's not it's not bad because it's it's um, just a different storytelling now with this different kind of doctor and Clara in a different place, being a little bit more grown up, being the teacher, having a job, responsible for the kids, falling in love. It's something that is a relief because too many times I think as much as I've loved everything new, too many times we've had the companion kind of starry-eyed for the doctor. Donna Noble was about the only one who wasn't. And that was very much a, a best friend, brother, sister relationship, which was enjoyable un, unto itself. But everybody else was kind of like, oh, starry-eyed. Even Amy Pond was kind of trying to knock boots with uh, the 11th doctor every now and then, depending on how you interpreted things or what flirtation she, she would set forth. So this series was definitely had a different tone, a different voice, different creatures, different creepiness to it. It was a really enjoyable season. Yeah. I, I, I actually, you mentioned the creatures, and I, I think it was on one of the commercials I saw there. Doctor uh, Peter Capaldi was talking how, look, in this series he got to defeat Daleks, Cybermen, and the Master. I mean, yeah. that's a trifecta. He was yeah in the in the in in his you know that was heyday, man. Yeah, that, that was that's awesome. phenomenal. Um. One thing I really liked about this episode is when the Cybermen first came about and the whole water's gone and they're out in the world, you also had Clara trapped in that building mm-hmm. with um, a few Cybermen trying to say you're just Clara Oswald. And she's trying to convince them with all her heart and soul and fast talk that, that she's, she's the doctor. doctor. Yep. And went through that history of the doctor and rattled off all kinds of mm-hmm. great tidbits, not only from Which the classic I go stuff. I got to go back and listen to again. I yeah. do too. All kinds of tidbits from the previous old classic shows to the newer stuff where they even mentioned the, the Doctor's daughter mm-hmm. from the 10th Doctor's uh, time as, as on the show. Great, great way to still tie in all that history together. Really neat that she just rattled all that off like nobody's business. So, yeah. I, and, I, go and, ahead. and I'm sorry. No, and, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> and to tie in what in my head was the rumors of her being the doctor way back when she came ah. on. Did you notice in the beginning credits? It switched it around. It was her eyes. Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Just, just such an interesting way to do things this season. Yes. And and Santa Claus appears at the end of the show in the TARDIS. Yeah. How about that? Yep. And, in, and, in the middle of the credit scene. How about that? Yes. In a little, in a little nod to what I think – a lot of movies, especially Marvel movies, have gotten so good at is a mid-credit scene mm-hmm. <laughs> because it ended. I'm like, that's it, and and I didn't realize it was a longer than normal episode. I did. I, I um, not that it was going long, but I hit the pause button at one point at at home and I'm like, oh my god, it's an hour and twenty minutes. Crap, because I didn't allot that kind of time, but but I watched it uh, in its entirety anyway. But yeah, all of a sudden it ended. I'm like, ah, oh. and there's the credits. Crap, there's nothing. What? And then boom. Right there, Santa Claus in the middle of uh, the credits, and the actor playing Santa Claus, I didn't... Nick Frost. See, I don't Nick. Oh, Frost. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the UK actor, but that was that was kind of pretty. Ooh, wow, yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. That's neat. I thought you meant a, a real part. I'm like, I don't know who was it. <laughs> now, again, I'm looking at because because it's it's handy. I'm looking at Wikipedia, 
And they're listing, now I don't know what their sources are, but that uh, Jenna Coleman's going to be in the uh, 12th. It says, actually there's a link here that from the Radio Times, Jenna Coleman will appear in the Christmas special. Good. So, you know, she may not be going again who knows with all until it's actually broadcast oh, yeah. until i see it yeah i i don't know i mean it's like it's gonna be tough because if they're doing a series nine they got to start pre-production and casting and that's gonna leak out you know and also march of 2015 i think it's towards the end i'm gonna say 26 is the 10 year anniversary of rose of, of the new startup yeah there. There's got to be something big coming for that. So they could have that. I mean, I I'm actually going to so. be in the UK before that, or two, a few weeks ago before that, and yeah. hopefully I'm going to go visit the actual experience again. And, yeah, uh, since it's been redone. God, do I love this new TARDIS. I've said it before. Okay. I love, love the new TARDIS. I love that while they're not exploring the bowels of the TARDIS, which I always enjoy when they do take a, a, an episode and do something with it. Mm-hmm. I love that they're not always just around the console, that sometimes he's up on the catwalk, he's at a chalkboard. Um, the first part of this of this two-part finale, Clara's going around getting all the keys to the TARDISes and all the hiding places oh, yeah. inside the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's more it's, – it's grand without being overly done, and yet you can – do different things inside the TARDIS. And he's drawn on the chalkboard in one mm-hmm. episode and he's pulling a book off a shelf. I, I love it. I just loved it. Yeah. Any other favorite moments from the, from the series here? Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, a f- another favorite episode from this season. I did enjoy. Oh, Oh, okay. I loved in this finale. They showed all the parts leading up to this storyline. Even going back to Matt Smith's run again, when he answered the phone saying, how did you get this number? And yeah, the Bells of St. John's. Tech I mean, yeah. support. Yeah. Um, and then I, I forgot about Clara getting a number from some woman who ended up being the master. A lot of neat little tidbits like that. I, I like I like how they pulled in some of the things that happened during the last series into this series mm-hmm. as the end result. And I did like the Cybermen coming back. It's it's been a while since they've been on. Yeah, again, I'm not a not a huge fan of the Cybermen, but and I would have been even more surprised had they kept under wraps. But you, you do you do a shoot at St. Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, someone's going to see it. And again, this is probably people taking selfies with this. With oh the yeah, Cybermen yeah. And again, episode. for for Osgood to grow from kind of. Um, I don't want to say bumbling scientist, but a little bit bumbling in the anniversary episode the last time we saw her and a little bit starry-eyed at the doctor being there with her Tom Baker scarf on to coming up and still being a little bit starry-eyed but playing that up so that she can get close to the master and then give the order for all the other unit mem- uh, soldiers to break out and surround the Cybermen. Neat, neat growth of her character. I was... I, Really, really hope there's some way that she comes back. I mean, I know getting blown away by the master, the mistress in this episode, probably not going to happen. But I, I thought she was a great character. Yes, I thought they could have done a little bit more with her in unit and Kate Leth- Lethbridge Stewart. And when she flew out of the plane, I, I went apeshit crazy at it's home. Like, oh, not another one! I'm like, yeah. what? Are you, you're just finally bringing back unit. You're bringing in Kate. You're bringing in all this stuff that's really cool. And now you've not only killed off Osgood, and then five minutes later you're killing off Kate. Oh my god! I couldn't believe it. Thank God that at least something didn't go yes. that way. 
say, looking forward to the Christmas special yeah. and whatever goes for the future. There's got to be some sort of – I mean, it's getting very close to the 10th anniversary. Something's got to yeah. be I've, done, I would think. I've really enjoyed Peter Capaldi's performance as the Doctor. Uh, as have I, yes. It, it seems to be a lot like what I remember the earlier episodes being, where some of it's a little historical. It's not – as much as I loved – Chris Eccleston and uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith and all the running they did and all the <laughs> the animation to their body language and everything. And Peter Capaldi certainly had his own animation. I like that this doctor is more of a thinking doctor than all out action all the time. It, it's been some interesting, interesting watching him connect the dots for different problems that have come up. Very good. All right. Well, anything else to mention, Shane, here or wrap it up? No, I think that's it. I'm, I'm like you. I'm looking yeah. forward to the well, Christmas episode. Okay, it was fun to talk to you about this actually all in the air and you know, oh, yeah. get an episode out, out, out of the <laughs> out of the deal. <laughs> well, yeah, we sort of just skipped around and everything. I was I was just sort of confused by a lot of the negativity I was seeing online about I was it. And, and I, I, res- I respect if you've got things to say, but it's just like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. Well, I, I you hate it. Well, okay, maybe you're just expecting more. I don't I don't know what I, I'm new to it. I I really did enjoy it. Well, and I can kind of relate to that. When the 50th ep- ep- anniversary episode aired last year, I wasn't bowled over by it at first. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was it, really? But as I watched it in rerun those first that first week or two and then have subsequently watched it, I can't tell you how many times, <laughs> I love it. I think it's, so wonder- I think it's wonderful. It, it could very well be that same thing where you, you build up to something so grand in your mind or just expecting something totally different. And they went this way and you're like, oh, okay. But I loved it. Very good. I thought it was a lot of fun. All right. And this episode was brought to you again by our new sponsor, Comic Castle. Go to their website, comiccastle.com, to check out their selection of back-issue comics, action figures, and collectibles. And use the code CGS10, that's CGS10, at checkout for an additional 10% off your order, comiccastle.com. All right. So... Visit us at ComicGeekSpeak.com. To send us an email, the address is ComicGeekSpeak at gmail.com. To leave us a voicemail, please do let us know what you thought of Doctor Who. If you are a Doctor Who fan, is 267-702-6642. Stop by The Comic Forums and comment on this episode. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Thank you to everyone who participates in the episode. episodes. We appreciate it and couldn't do it without you. Send in some muddle the merds so we get some of them on some of the other episodes. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time.